Hello, welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I am talking about watching out for jealousy. Maybe somebody got a raise you thought you should receive. Jealous. Maybe a friend got a new dress and it looks good on her. Jealous. Maybe someone has a better relationship with the boss than you do. Jealous. It rears up quickly. There are a million ways to sin with the sin of jealousy. Sin is endless and inventive. So is jealousy as a sin. We could be jealous of someone's looks, their power, their influence, their speaking ability, their clothes, their car, their house, their kids, their husband. Goodness, I could fill the internet with more ways to be jealous. It's a very old sin, and it appears suddenly as an angry flash, or it could simmer in a low burn that settles in with a long lease of resentment that will just eat away your insides. We see in the Bible numerous instances of jealousy. I mean, they were human, they were sinners, and we see some of the people in the Bible are recorded as being jealous. And none of these instances had a good ending. Let's look at a few. We see that Miriam and Aaron were jealous against their brother Moses. That incident is recorded in Numbers 12. Now, in this event, Miriam seems to be the ringleader, the sister. She was jealous that God spoke to Moses and not to her or Aaron. Barnes Notes says, Miriam as a prophetess, no less than as the sister of Moses and Aaron, took first rank among the women of Israel. Aaron may be regarded as the ecclesiastical head of the whole nation, but instead of being grateful for these high dignities, they challenged the special vocation of Moses and the exclusive authority that God had assigned to him. And of Barnes notes comment. Miriam dare not accuse God, but she accused his intermarriage with an Ethiopian woman, and this turned out to be a critical mistake. The murmuring and grumbling, jealousy she had for God speaking just to Moses, well, God gave Miriam leprosy. Moses begged, and God changed it to leprosy for a week. I think it was probably a lesson that Miriam never forgot. Let's read Proverbs 14.30. A tranquil heart is life to the body, but jealousy is rottenness to the bones. Let's look at Eliab. He was the oldest of the brothers, and he was jealous of his youngest brother, David. This is recorded in 1 Samuel 17, 28 and 29. I'll read it. Now Eliab, the oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, 
And Eliab's anger turned burned against David. And he said, why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your insolence and the wickedness of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. But David said, what have I done now? First, we see in David's reply that this probably was not the first time his oldest brother had spoken this way to the youngest. When David said, what have I done now? Seems to indicate that this was a common occurrence from Eliab. Maybe Eliab was still smarting over David being picked for king over him. Matthew Henry, in his commentary, points out the nature of jealousy here. Quote, Consider this as the fruit of Eliab's jealousy. He was the oldest brother and David the youngest. Maybe it had been customary with him, as it is with many older brothers, to trample on him take every occasion to chide him. But those who thus exalt themselves over their juniors may perhaps live to see themselves abased, and those to whom they are uh, abusive then exalted. Time may come when the elder may serve the younger. But Eliab was now vexed that his younger brother should speak those bold words against the Philistine that he himself dared not say. He knew what honor David already had in the court, and if he should now get honor in the camp, from which he had thought he had found means to effectively seclude David, well, the glory of his older brother would be eclipsed and stained, and therefore such is the nature of jealousy. So Eliab thought he had the battlefield to himself with David sequestered somewhere in a field with sheep, but turned out David became the hero when he slew Goliath. Eliab had thought that a lowly occupation such as shepherding was proper for the ruddy-faced runt, and Eliab maybe thought he was going to gain glory on the battlefield, which was nobler in his eyes. And now here was David intruding on his sphere, jealous. We know the end. Um, David killed Goliath, and David's stature increased, and Eliab's faded. Proverbs twenty nine twenty three says, A person's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will bring, obtain honor. Thirdly, we know the very famous instance of Saul, King Saul, being jealous against David. Now, as it happened, I'm going to read um, 1 Samuel 18, 6-8. Now, as it happened when they were coming, when David returned from killing the Philistine, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with other musical instruments. The women sang as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And then Saul became very angry, for this lyric displeased him. And he said, 
They gave David credit for ten thousands, but to me, they've given credit for only thousands. Now, what what more can he have but the kingdom? That was one Samuel eighteen six to eight. Now, in his increasing jealousy fueled paranoia, Saul tried to kill David many times. This could be one end result of jealousy or perhaps even further along the spectrum, as King Saul showed, madness. Saul, in the end, tried to commune with a witch and contact the dead. That's just insanity. Sin will always drag you along a path you don't want to go. If you were shown where unresolved jealousy ends up from the beginning, you would either be horrified and repent immediately, or you would just not believe it. But like leaven that puffs up dough, sin spreads and infuses your soul in ever-increasing amounts. Jealousy is one of those sins. Other instances of jealousy that did not turn out well are, of course, Joseph and his brothers, They didn't like hearing that they would bow down to Joseph, nor did they like their father's favoritism, Genesis 37, 11. And they might have had a point about the favoritism, but is that a reason to attempt murder? See, jealousy brings a person along. If the brothers had been told when Joseph was born, looking at that sweet, innocent baby, that one day they'd try to kill him, throw him down a well, and sell them to slave traders, they'd be aghast. But jealousy builds. One other instance of jealousy are the Corinthians. Paul had to speak severely to that group. They were dividing into factions, puffed up with pride and jealousy, and all this was causing strife. Let's read 1 Corinthians 3, 1-4. And I, brothers and sisters, could not speak to you as a spiritual people, but only as fleshly, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, because you are not yet able to consume it. But even now you are not able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like ordinary people? When one person says, I'm with Paul, and another, I am with Apollos, are you not ordinary people? That was 1 Corinthians 3, 1-4. In my opinion, people think too little of the seriousness of sin these days. Any sin, all sins, but jealousy. Jerry Bridges wrote a terrific book called Respectable Sins. In it, he said, have we become so focused on major sins that we've grown apathetic about subtle sins? Here, Jerry Bridges takes you into a deep look at the corrosive patterns of behavior that we all often accept as normal. End quote. Corrosive. That's what I mean by sin dragging you along a spectrum from small to bigger to bigger and your insides just rot and you end up like Joseph's brothers trying to kill 
or Saul trying to kill. Now, while sin is part of our nature, sin is not normal. I mean, it didn't start out that way. In the beginning, all things were very good. But disobedience to the holy God of creation occurred, and we inherited sin natures from Adam. Before salvation, we sinned every day, every moment. We're awash in sin and do not recognize it. But once the light comes and we see the darkness in our heart, we're grateful for the Holy Spirit's help in killing jealousy and other sins that try to thwart our holy walk with God. Coming to the end here, I'll say jealousy may be common to the human condition, as we see in the biblical examples, but it's not right. It leads down a tunnel of darkness that could end in murder or madness or separation from God. At the very least, it hinders our walk with God and destroys earthly relationships. The good news is, as Christians, we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us identify its presence in our life, and once detected, to kill it. Step on that spider making a strangling web around your heart and come back into the full light of holiness. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.